Vox Quick Hits. Hey, what's up? Hello. This is What to Watch from Vox Quick Hits. I'm Emily Vanderwerf. I'm the critic at large at Vox. And I'm Melissa Wilkinson. I am Vox's film critic. This week we're talking about a wonderful topic. Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. The drive-in movie theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. One that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. What do you remember about your first time going to a drive-in movie? So I don't think there were a lot of drive-in theaters where I grew up, and I believe the first one I went to was actually on my honeymoon, which would have been in 2006 in Cape Cod. Yeah, we had a car, and we thought, well, this would be fun. And as I recall, it was a double feature of Invincible, which is a movie where Mark Wahlberg plays football, and whatever Pirates of the Caribbean film was out that year. Why is the rum always gone? I don't think we stayed for the latter, but it was good fun. It was great memory. I have been to a drive-in theater exactly one time. I saw the film Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, uh, that summer that it came out. Mm. I went with a friend of mine and her younger sister and her younger sister's boyfriend. And her younger sister and her younger sister's boyfriend started making out about halfway through. Mm. And honestly, to this day, I can't look at Watto without <laughs> thinking of that night. <laughs> That sounds like quite an experience. You know, I'll say last summer with lots of movie theaters shut down, drive-in theaters were reopening all over the place. So Mm -hmm. it was a good time for drive-ins. So Alyssa, what do you think is the anatomy of a good drive-in movie? I think there are all kinds of good drive-in movies. But in general, I think when people go to a drive-in, they want a really fun movie. They want a movie that isn't too dark, like has lots of lights and maybe explosions, has a really engaging story, and also one where you can get up and go to the snack bar or the bathroom or kind of zone out for a minute and it probably won't hurt the experience too much. But there's all kinds of movies that can fit that. could be sci-fi, it could be horror, it could be action, it could be like a really great, terrible movie from your past that you love. And there's all kinds of possibilities in that rubric. Absolutely. Uh, So we each have picked two movies we think would be great to see in a drive-in. And Alyssa, what's your first choice? So my first choice is the 1971 classic, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I think most people know the basic plot of this movie, which is where a little boy named Charlie Bucket wins a contest where he gets to go to the mysterious chocolate factory run by a guy named Willy Wonka, who's played by Gene Wilder in this version. And he goes on this very bizarre adventure. And one thing I always loved about this movie, which I saw somehow when I was a child and it scared me, (laughs) is that it's very weird. Where are we going? I don't know, but I don't like what's that tunnel up there. Hey, Wonka, I want off! If you've ever seen it, there's a scene where they're in a boat in the factory and they go through this tunnel and there are all these pictures of creepy crawlies on the wall and it's like kind of scary and strange. What is this, a freak out? Hey, this isn't funny, Wonka! You can't possibly see where you're going, Wonka! You're right. I can't. Who 
But another reason I think this is a really fun movie to watch at a drive-in is it's basically about people making and consuming candy. And eating candy is one of the things that's very socially acceptable to do at a drive-in. In fact, if you're not eating just quantities of snacks at a drive-in, you're probably doing it wrong. So I would love to see this movie at a drive-in. I think it's pretty family appropriate, but it's really fun for adults. And because it's an older movie, it's got kind of a weird and interesting vibe to it that you might not see if you were to watch a more recent version, like the Tim Burton one. And, you know, even if you aren't going to a drive-in that's showing this, you can still watch it this summer. The movie's only 89 minutes long, which would make it a great double feature movie. It is currently streaming on HBO Max, and it's also rentable on platforms like Amazon and iTunes. What about you, Emily? What would be your first pick? I'm still thinking about where it's not socially acceptable to consume snacks. (laughs) My first pick is also a uh, kid's movie. I'm putting air quotes around that. That has gotten some flack for how dark it is. It's the 1985 film Return to Oz. Return to Oz was an attempt by the Walt Disney Corporation to make a sequel to The Wizard of Oz. It very loosely mashes together the second two of L. Frank Baum's Oz books, The Marvelous Land of Oz and Ozma of Oz. And as a big fan of Oz books when I was a kid, I really loved this movie because it really comes close to capturing the tone of the slightly weird, slightly darker sequels from the book series. If you are a fan of the 1939 Wizard of Oz, you should know that that movie belonged at the time to MGM and now belongs to Warner Brothers. So Disney could use none of the iconography from it. So they kind of just had to make up their own take on everything. And that's why I love this movie so much. It's dark and it's weird. And Dorothy ends up in an Oz that is vaguely dystopian and post-apocalyptic in a way that I really love. And she gets some new companions and new friends like TikTok, the Mechanical Man, Jack Pumpkinhead, and a talking chicken named Belina. Belina! This is our old house! The one the tornado blew away! This is how it got to Oz the first time. Looks like it was a rough trip. Uh, This is one of those movies that I think would really just be fantastic on a big screen. And especially if you're sitting in a car and you have like a child who wants to hide their eyes or something like that. Because... There is some spooky stuff in this movie. It was directed by Walter Murch, who was the longtime editor of people like George Lucas. It's his only movie he ever made, and it's really too bad because it is quite a visual feast. You can find it right now on Disney+, Plus, but it's also rentable from all the usual places. Alyssa, what's your second pick? So one kind of movie I really like to see at a drive-in is a horror film because you're, you're in the dark, there's possibilities, things are going on outside the window. Um, And there's something about watching it in your car that's uniquely unsettling. And so my second pick is Black Swan. This is Darren Aronofsky's film from 2010. It's not exactly a creepy crawly horror film. It's more of a psychological horror film where you're not really sure whether what you're seeing on screen is actually happening. Um, Natalie Portman plays a ballerina named Nina who is trying to get a role playing the swan, the sort of the black and white swan roles in Swan Lake. 
not so controlled, seduces not just the prince, but the court, the audience, the entire world. Come on, the fuetia like a spider spinning a web. Attack it, attack it, come on. And she's also basically losing her mind. Um, she has an overbearing mother played by the fabulous Barbara Hershey. There's a rival played by Mila Kunis. There is a aging ballerina who's kind of an image to Nina of what could happen to her played by Winona Ryder. It's really, really a fantastic movie. It gives me the willies every time I watch it. And I also think that it does that thing that a great horror film can do where it starts out slow and realistic and kind of swells to this huge, passionate, frightening, exhilarating point at the end. And that would be super fun to watch on a huge screen against the backdrop of a black night sky. So I would love to see Black Swan uh, at a drive-in. You can, however, rent it on all those digital platforms like iTunes and Amazon. It's about an hour and 48 minutes long. And I think it's great fun, even if you're not in your car. Every time you're like, I'm going to recommend a horror movie. And it's like, I'm afraid of the limits of my own brain. (laughs) I'm afraid of ghosts. That's what I'm afraid of. I don't want to meet a ghost. They scare me. Mm. Which is why I'm going to talk about my second choice which is Mulholland Drive, David Lynch's film, which is about how scary the limits of your own brain are. Um, This follows a woman played by the great actress Naomi Watts, giving one of, I think, the best performances in film history. I can't believe it. I'm just so excited to be here. I'm in this dream place. This one comes highly recommended. And she moves to L.A. to become an actress. And that is all I am comfortable saying about this movie, both because I don't want to spoil all of the places that it goes, which are frequently very creepy and very surreal and very intense, but also because I can't really tell you. Like, I, I, I could sit here and explain the plot to you and you would be like, yes, but what's it mean? And I'm like, no, no, no. You just got to watch it. You just got to feel it. You just got to live in the vibe. David Lynch is one of my favorite filmmakers. I think he really captures something elemental about being an American and like the dark underbelly that we hide from ourselves. And this is his sort of, I don't know if I want to call it a love letter, but it's his story about what it is to live in Los Angeles, the city that he's called home for so long. And it's one of the great showbiz stories. It's one of the great horror movies. And it's one of the great, I guess you'd call it a dream logic movie where everything sort of unfolds a little too slowly, like it's happening in a nightmare. It has one of the scariest scenes in film history. And then also just some really goofy stuff. Like it's a David Lynch movie is what I'm saying. So Mulholland Drive, I would love to watch it in a drive-in setting because I feel like this movie would be the perfect one to watch just as the sun is setting because it just gets weirder as it goes. And like by the time you're actually like at the apex of its weirdness, it would be like pitch black. It would be great. Anyway, it's about two and a half hours long. You can watch it on HBO Max if you're a subscriber there, or you can rent it from all the usual platforms. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. You know, I think Mulholland Drive and Black Swan would actually be a great double feature. I mean, Willy Wonka and Return to Oz would be too. Like, I, we, we did it, Alyssa. <laughs> we did it. We cracked the drive-in code. 
So everyone, what would be your dream drive-in double feature? Please email our producer, taylor.macon. That's Taylor as in Swift, May as in the month, can as in soup can at voxmedia.com. And also, if you have other things you would like us to talk about, you can mail those requests to Taylor. No request too big or too small. Just don't ask us to talk about the Airbud films. <laughs> We're going to see you next week. Please have a great weekend. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.